0: ASL fans, this Sunday, 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 May 29th, at the Hyatt Regency SFO in Burlingame, California. Big, big,
1: big ASL madness. Kings, Franks, and Yanks, Chips, Crits, and Brits, Smoke, Spewing, Shermans, Bonsai,
2: Mushido, Badasses, Trenches, Menches, and trenches. Bruce Kies, and
0: Amie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Two Half Squads, Le Deux Squads, de F.
1: Remember, there's no more accents, Jeff, until no we practice with the accent CD that was sent to us by Dennis Donovan, which we have not yet practiced with. No, we haven't. I
0: could teach that accent CD a few things, I think. Yeah. This is the only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Yes. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Sacred. holy blueness. Holy blueness. Yeah. For whatever reason. I'm sure it means something. And we are your hosts for yet another episode. This is a hundred and... Oh, yeah, yeah. 150... 158th or something. Something. I think 158th. Bing Bang Bong was 157. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. How was everybody?
1: Yeah, we took a little month off there. Sorry, everyone. We had tight schedules and some other things. Why was it really?
0: We had scheduling. You had a lot going on. I had a lot of work going on. School play.
1: Yeah. You were working extra hard. What play did you do? Old Calcutta? Sound of Music... Getting oh. to Know You version. These are the, like, junior versions of the oh. Rodgers and Hammerstein work. They
0: take out all the sex in the junior versions, because Sound of Music, that was racy. They took out a lot. They take out the Nazis? No. Oh, there were Nazis Although, in there. we put a... D- <laughs> okay, so that relates.
1: First time ever. Did we talk about this last time? Probably not. We put a disclaimer in oh. the program. Same well, there. a student said, I can't play this role of Rolf, because I'm Jewish. I can't say Heil. And I said, I'm under contract to not change anything in the script because a lot of schools will do these plays and they think it's great to just like start, oh, let's set it in our own community here in Palatine. Oh, yeah. And we'll make, uh, instead of like Herr Schneider, you know, the Godlighter whatever. Yeah. We'll make them hair, we'll put in the principal's
0: name. Hair lip. And all the kids will laugh. <laughs> We'll put in our own chuck. Principal Lip, like his name, Hair Lip. <laughs> hey, all right, all you students, get over there. Or I'm gonna hit you with my ruler. Or Hair E
1: Lip. Yeah. And so they, they're pretty, you know. Please, no. I should take that out, shouldn't I? It's
0: no. Should I edit? That? Okay. No.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one, weird. One, because no one actually talks like that, really. Yeah. Um. <laughs> right. So. I said he's well, I said, I don't know, if you better go home and talk to your parents, what you're gonna do. We can demote you to a role that doesn't say high.
2: Yeah.
1: You know. Maybe you could be one of the little kids even though you're like six feet tall. Um and then he was okay with that and then we had a flag controversy of the Confederate flag in the classroom and the, There's a Confederate you know, flag and sound of music? No, I'm talking about the classroom Oh, okay. Which, you know, we all know the arguments here. And we came up with a very good compromise and um, so then I realized this, in this play, she actually kneels on the bed and prays for each of the children. I can't remember the one kid's name and then he runs in during the storm. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it was Kurt's idea. Oh, that's the one I forgot. God bless Kurt. I'm like, oh, right. great. So we're going to be angering at everyone. Atheists, the Jewish people. Uh, yeah. Everyone's going to be so angry at this very <laughs> classic play. It's Unbelievable. It's been, it's really sick. It's been a Makes hit for sick. 40 years yeah. with no controversy about the least controversial play. Then we started analyzing the roles of women in this show. Yeah. Women are subjugated, you know, the women's rights people are going to get upset at sound of music. It's how come there's no strong women, you know, they they're all like either sisters to in the in nuns, which of course are probably I'm not looked highly upon in the women's
2: Yeah, <laughs> probably. Subjugated yeah, to the fathers in the Catholic right. church. Yeah.
1: And Maria's kind of strong, but still, you know, it's pretty male-dominated. So we put in a disclaimer. The views and thoughts expressed in Sound of Music are solely those of the authors and have nothing to do with District 73. Oh, that's good. That that should
0: cover everything. Well, and then we
1: put in the other one. You see in all the costume shops, you know, we are not associated with
0: national socialism or any political organization, past or present. Wow. Put it right now. I've never noticed that in it. I don't hang out around costume shops because I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> if you go online, you'll find it. Yeah. Well, I'm online plenty, but I don't, again, hang out at thecostumeshops.com. Well, that's, it's kind of sad because I, it, to me, it detracts. All that stuff just detracts from this historical, you know, and it, and it's a play that, takes place historically during those years yeah what are you gonna do and the the bottom line people need to know what the symbol is and what the
1: symbol stands for and as my principal said when the flag controversy was going he said a a wise thing um i wish the people complaining would ask not you know like demand that the flag not be shown hung you know and and it's hung like with other flags of other Units, symbols—you yeah. know—it's not like it's solely up there. It's not flying higher than the American flag or anything. But it—he um, wishes they would ask. You know, how are you teaching this material?
0: Yeah, right.
1: That would make more sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Otherwise,
0: come in my room. S- Hear me teach. At some point, we'll get to a point where we censor all of history, and you will just won't teach history because it's all censored. And I well, mean, it's it's a sick. Society that would become that,
1: and I, and I don't think it's that far of a stretch to if they cave and say, okay, we're going to take down that flag and this flag. You know, no one yet complains about the, this, uh, like, red. Uh, well, the Japanese flag was up, yeah, just as atrocious as the right. German, and yet no one knows that, so everyone yeah. doesn't understand, and they just keep going. Well, what about that, the Russia, that Soviet Union. Flag? Well, yeah, I mean, b- biggest mass murder in history was Mao, Chairman Mao.
0: Yep.
1: I have the red China flag. No yeah. one's complained about that. Yeah. And then when a Native American family comes in and says, that United States flag flew over the 7th Cavalry when they slaughtered my ancestors at yeah. Wounded Knee, yeah. I demand that. That is offensive. Please take that down. <laughs> now, what are you going to do? <laughs> <You know>? Just, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. we're going a
0: little too far here
1: now in yeah. our being sympathetic and understanding. And yeah. But, oh, but no politics.
0: So... It but sounds uh, like we're getting political or something. And the play, but the play went on. Oh, yes. Without a hitch. Everyone okay, loved it.
1: Good. Everyone loved it. Your,
0: your kid's in it. You're going to love it. But yeah. just to be safe. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing ASL isn't censored. People do I, yeah, I, w- I will play the German well, side, but I will not play with German, any German equipment or German counters. <laughs> Other than that, I'll play the German side whereas i knowing how bad japan was
1: i will refuse to play yeah the japanese yeah i agree or, you know certainly won't use the massacre rules yeah massacre rules.
0: massacre rules what kind of game is this i don't
1: <laughs> i do not know we're playing a game that has massacre <laughs> rules in it <laughs> no quarter
0: I, yeah. harry carrie isn't you really try not... Wasn't
1: I, that in the Japanese rules they could commit suicide
0: if they passed Harakiri? Yeah, I think so.
1: I think it is. What, is. what are we doing?
0: Okay, I I we have know. to stop. Yeah. That's it. We Oh, we're going to stop playing? No okay. more.
1: I can't play ASL anymore. I'm we have conscious.
0: a lot of... Uh, all right, then the rest of the show is going to be... We have some stuff for sale. <laughs> right over here. <laughs> yeah, Dave my has, whole collection. Uh, we got a whole collection of ASL here. It's punched. A, It's everything. It's beautifully punched. <laughs> it's, it's all in plastic boxes. Everything, everything labeled. A, all, everything ever made. You gonna sell right. your blue sheets of paper included? I'll I'll
1: throw them in the deal. Wow. So send us an offer, folks? Yeah. Oh, and then
0: we still have hats now. Are we gonna quit oh, the yeah. show then, right? <laughs> well, so yeah. now we gotta get rid of stuff. No, these we hats. can still do the show. We just well, can't not do about it. ASL. Well we can do as long as we don't mention Germans, Japanese, or Russians. Right. Soviet Unions. Soviets. But the British
1: were like a big imperial power that dominated Okay no, and, yeah. okay. okay, no British either then. Yeah. Okay. No British either. I feel either. better then.
0: So just pretty much yeah. the Americans and the Poles. and the French, except what the French did in
1: was that right in Vietnam and in
0: Indochina and. I don't know much about the the pre-war years and the participation of French in their colonial tyranny, Have you, which I assume it was a strong word. Have you been to Indochina? No. I've been to outdoor China. Have you? <laughs> I've been to. Uh, I've been to indoor basketball, indoor uh, <laughs> football. Arena football, we yeah. call it. Yeah. I actually did do an
1: arena football game once with the boys. We had free tickets. Yeah, yeah okay. It was yeah,
0: once. it's for free. It's a oh. spectacle.
1: All right, well, so you're since not we got sell, together you're tonight. You're not going to sell your ASL stuff. I think I still will, but since we're here tonight, let's. I'm not prepared to change the show to, like, the... What else could we do? Oh, Monopoly, the two-half monopolies
0: uh, or, or the modeling
1: modeling the two the two ma- buffaloes the models. mastodons yeah mastodons the two mastodons we could
0: do a show about prehistoric beasts there we go because who are you going to offend you can't offend anybody uh, right except for are a spokesman for animals but it's not our fault they're extinct <laughs> most of these creatures were killed by an asteroid it's pretty far back there yeah unless you want to
1: blame us for early mankind's Slaughtering of the mammoths when they're hunting
0: to survive. Yeah, could be. In that, Clan mm, of the cave bear.
1: Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why don't we talk so, about... Since we're here. Yeah. Well, since we're here, we'll do the show. Let's just do the show. We'll last do the show. show we came to do. Last show. The this all is right. our final show. <laughs> and, so, okay. and what are we going to talk about, Dave? Well, first of all, it's... Oh. <laughs> Why is
1: Jeff reaching for the ukulele? It's, it's a small guitar.
0: There's a small guitar. It's time for Four.
1: what's in the
0: a box. A box.
2: In the box is a
1: special thing. A very special thing. It's ASL Journal 4.
0: (laughs) Well, at least we're having fun. (laughs) We are having fun for our final show.
1: Oh, it sounds so cool in my headphones.
0: (laughs) It's like the angels are coming. It's better with the reverb. Oh, the angels are coming to take us. Every time a bell rings... An angel gets its wings. <laughs>
2: all right, so shake we've it got, off. we, got, we got some real ASL to I've talk. had a rough we week. I'll, I'll tell everybody about
1: it next show. Yeah. Um, next, okay. You have had a rough week. I haven't day. had a drink at all. I've had this Coke Zero vanilla. Maybe there's something in the vanilla. <laughs> And you're wearing like a death shirt, Jeff. <laughs> it's not purpose. This is my Hamlet shirt. Oh, okay. That's well, Hamlet. We'll talk about that next skull. show. Next yeah. show. Um, <laughs> ASL Journal 4. Wow. Here we go, folks. First of all, I'd like to point out to this, this cover. Now, we have done this as what's in the... what's as a box art review? <laughs> in the cover Back in, in the days
0: box. when we had box art well, review. Well, some com- new product coming up next show. Next show. Tune in next show, folks. But when you I know, look... In, f- in fact, skip this show. I would skip this show. Go right to the next show. Listeners, no, this, this might show. be our last
1: show. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> we have I'm a. Happy. I like to look at this cover. Ken
1: Smith did ASL Journal, issue four. And when you compare it to his work on the coming soon ASL Yanks, yeah, it's also by Ken Smith. Do you notice a, a pretty big difference, Jeffrey, in these two works? Oh, I art? do. Yeah. yeah wh- look what's happened to Ken Smith's art. Has it gotten better with time or worse?
0: Um, well, Let's look. <laughs> does one Let look me think. more dynamic. I want to answer correctly. <laughs> there is no correct. It's oh. art. Well, one is definitely more realistic, more <laughs> lifelike. Which one? The newer one. Yeah, up yeah. here at the top. Yeah, the Yanks. More sharper images, more brilliant color. I think. This, I think the earlier one was in his pastel phase. Yeah, it, you know. Now it that it's in
2: my pastel phase.
0: Now that I'm looking at it, it is like.
1: Um, I love this cover, of course, the British carrier on the front. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But l- he's really getting into chiaroscuro. He's learning from some of oh, the masters. Karoscuro. The lights and darks, the bold lights and darks, and yeah. really popping out here oh, yeah, on this upcoming out. Yanks cover. Yeah. So, like some of the great masters, David and others. So amazing. David Kleinschmidt. El Greco. Was he a chiaroscuro kind of guy? Um,
0: yeah. So, I don't know. wasn't that a movie, El Greco? No, no.
1: That, that was El Cid. El Cid, yeah. About a guy named Sid. Yes, Sydney, short for Sydney. Yeah. And so his last name was Australia. But um bum. <laughs> and let's get on to journal four. Now, inside cover, we see an ad for Valor of the Guards. Come ready for pre-order 2003. Yeah, we just live in the past, don't we? <laughs> we do. And it came out, and it is good, so they it say. Did. When did this right? come out?
0: Did you just say? Valor did of the Guards?
1: Something? No. Pre-order 203. Journal 4. Journal 4, copyrighted 2002. That was a very good year. It was a good year. Oh,
0: Journal 4, it was a very good year. That's a, and that's a song I could do without. It, it, I hate that song. It looks like,
1: folks, I have covered the first article Carriers by Ian Daglish. Yes, by the late Ian Daglish, the late great Ian
0: Daglish. And can I say before you get started, even, this mm-hmm. is a great article. I read this also. Yes. Just because it's a great article. I think a wonderful combination of history and detail and game some stuff. Theory and, game, and how it incorporates into ASL and why they put it in and how it. He doesn't spend a lot of time telling you how to play these things but he brings out the nuances of them in a a great way and it's a a great read yeah i actually uh went to when i was going to read this i thought i think i'll go somewhere nice because the sun was out in chicago not too long ago and i wanted to take advantage of that so i went to my local purveyor of fine liquors and i found an outside table in the sun and i sat there and had a couple of very tall blue moons and read this article and it was a wonderful afternoon spent I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. I wish you were there. I'll have you come next time. But we can't talk. You did invite me when when you were editing. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. First of all, he opens with the background, theory, and practice of the Carrier philosophy uh, tactics introduction section. And then I made some highlights in the baptism of fire. Do you have any comments in the first page?
0: Well, I like that he used the word Whilst. No. Whilst continuing Did to march really? on foot. Yes.
2: God love I, you. I love
0: that. Whilst. Whilst continuing to march on foot, every rifle platoon platoon was after 1938 to have its own 15. So, whilst. I love that. I, I like the uh, the theory and practice where they're talking about some of the earlier early carriers and he said that um one of the early designs was a six-man carrier unarmored. With outward-facing facing bench oh, seats. Oh, and that would be like the, um... That's like, hey, let's get on a hayride. Hey, let's get on a hayride. Well, there's a Russian one. With outward-facing Kat- bench Kat- seats? No, that's the Katusha's
1: the Rockets.
0: I mean, oh, that's, man, that's, I that's like a, to... something you take a ride in Disney World. You don't want to
1: take that into yeah, war. the Russians have one like that. Really? It first came out with Critical Hit, and then it came
0: out officially with ASL. Well, you, ju- you don't get the same... S- you don't get the visual... Of, on the counters, Of the here men. He, of the men sitting outward facing, and just think of the looks on their faces. <laughs> well,
1: they're—I like their feet dangling over the
0: side. Yeah, that sounds freeing yeah. and relaxing, actually. Yeah, maybe with a parasol on a hot day. Yeah, it says that these ones with the outward uh, facing bench seats never saw any active service, and I thought, yeah, no wonder. <laughs>
1: Get shot pretty good on those. And then
0: uh, I also like this, and I'm sure this is very common in the military, that they these carriers had a very specific purpose in mind, according to the the commanders, mm-hmm. according to the brass, as to how they should be used, and they wrote it all up. But as Ian states here, its combat trial was comprehensive, largely because many units were unsure what to do with it, and so they experimented. And so I'll bet that happens a lot where, you know, this is designed to be specifically for carrying light machine guns and ammunition up and back. Yes. And when it actually gets to using, uh, they find more creative things to do with it. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And um, by the way, the
1: uh, Russian vehicle was the Komsomolets. Oh, the Komsomolets. Komsomolets. That that one was the one I was thinking of. So, yeah, I made a note then that... uh, These things, the carrier tactics, uh, under the baptism of fire section here. Um, When the enemy dismounted for concerted attack, you could force them to stop and fight. The carriers and light tanks would simply melt away to reappear the next practical defensive line. This we can experience in scenario J66, Sound Retreat an action typical of those May days in Belgium and France. In this case, very few light tanks are available to screen the retreating British infantry as they march across the face of the enemy, presenting their vulnerable flank. So he's recommending even um, scenarios that could be done to illustrate these tactics. Yes. And later in that same topic, he's pointing out that the um, offensive use of these carriers' units was... uh, By no means limited to the Germans. They were used as light tanks in 1940 on various occasions. And if used with daring and imagination, the Germans, yet unaware of the carrier's like shortcomings, would be kind of fooled early on when these vehicles appeared. Mm -hmm. Thinking they may have been more heavily armored or more heavily gunned. And uh, he points out scenario J-77, Moses blazes. We find a similar situation as the colonel's rifle companies are all fully engaged in the last hope of achieving, achieving the battalion objective is to attempt a coup de main.
0: Coup, that, coup de main. Is that French? Yeah. Coup de main. Coup, coup de main. Coup de main, which means blow with the hand. This is an attack yeah. that relies on surprise and speed, like a slap across the face. Uh, Take that. Like get, this. Here, come wait, over here. No. What? Ah! Here, let me show it. Okay. No, look, I get the idea. Look over there, Dave, isn't it What's well, nice? over there? Look at that beautiful uh, candle. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's like that. That was very surprising, that Jeff. coup de main. Uh, meh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Native meh. Americans would meh. take
1: coup when they fought. The goal was to ride up to the enemy and whack them with a stick. Literally. Oh, yeah. Really? Taking coup. They and that keep... showed your bravery that you could close that closely, touch them with a stick, and oh. then ride away. Huh. And that was like huge bonus points. Of course, the Americans would just like shoot them when they were coming in to take coup. So yeah. the early, you know, natives had to figure out this isn't probably the best strategy to use on these guys.
0: I like here where he he talks about how the Germans. There were many German accounts of German troops in 1940 using captured equipment to deceive their enemies. And uh, I, I just it just seemed to me, couldn't the British have just taken the keys? You know, when you abandon a vehicle, <laughs> don't you take the keys with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a Do thought. Do these even have keys? Oh, wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Boy, that'd be horrible. You get everybody loaded in, then you can't find the keys.
1: <laughs>
0: Especially when you're trying to get away. Yeah.
1: Make faster escape. Section three, he mentions on our scenario, J sixty eight or J-72, Cahier Carriers, Unlucky 13th. And pointed out here, the usual role for the carrier platoon is to support the rifle companies by supplying additional firepower and by their mobility, bringing the firepower wherever it was required. And that's where J-76 would be a good one to show that, because there's carriers used... uh, The enemy is tired. The terrain is wood surrounded by wide open spaces. And Working together, the carriers and rifle companies can each maximize their strengths. Uh, And then section four, he talks about changing times. I forget what that, but I highlighted something. Do you remember what that general idea was?
0: Uh, In Uh, fact, I don't.
1: Two-inch mortars added
0: to some of the vehicles. Turning them into more of a... Better equipped. Yeah, AFV. And the WASPs
1: is a vehicle that appeared generally to have been loaned out to rifle companies as needed from many accounts of WASP actions in which German morale was worn down and British casualties avoided. The action of the 1-5 Welch Regiment at Rethem in 1945, 1945 has been selected in the Moses Blazes one. So that's the historical background. And how the carriers are organized. So that's getting into the um, history of it. Uh, carriers A, B, and C. I thought it might be nice to look at this. Do you have this chart on page 6? Yeah. Why don't we just read that? Because it's like a... Don't forget. Basic carrier info. Yeah.
0: And If you can hear us say it, it might help you remember to use it in your game. Don't forget. For crying out loud, don't forget. Carriers may form multi-hex fire group with infantry and other carriers. Much like the half-tracks... Which I don't do that well. I need I'm, to practice. Yeah.
1: And don't forget, folks, the transport capacity is an inherent half-squad crew. That's right. Inherent inherent main armament.
0: Which may be removed if the crew expends a full turn to abandon the vehicle. up to four portage points of support weapons. Yep, yeah. It can carry that, right? Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? Yeah, transport capacity, right. That's part of the transport capacity.
1: Yes. Plus up to four single-man counters. Yes. Plus, eight portage points of rider personnel and support weapons after 1942. That is more than I ever think I can
0: put in there for some reason. They don't look big enough. But you got... But as the war went on, uh, the um, Americans got, and the British got smaller.
2: (laughs) After 1942. After young, yeah.
1: (laughs) Because all the big guys had already died. Yeah, yeah.
0: The crew is always crew-exposed, even if pinned or stunned.
1: And Don't, don't f- forget that. And don't forget there's a plus-two to hit die-roll modifier for a tar- very small very target. Very small
0: target, yeah. And don't forget that a crew receives a plus-two crew-exposed die-roll modifier versus IFT attacks, which is cool. Yeah,
1: I never forget that.
0: You wouldn't. The base CVP value, 5. Which is 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 2. Potentially reduced to three. Which is one plus zero plus one plus one plus, one plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero. <laughs> zero. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Uh, the base comment value. Is that from uh, Sound of Music? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, that is the King and I. Oh. Which we might do coming up a couple of years. Okay, so. Certainly uh, there's nothing uh, bad in the King and
1: I. Okay, one <laughs> for being a vehicle, one for a functioning main armament, one for armor factor every you no, know. and um, one
0: for the little boy that lives and down the line. Two for the crew. <laughs> we don't know how it's calculated. We forget. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. And, <laughs> yeah, although, and I although I don't, although we forget, you should
1: not forget. Yeah, don't forget. There's SD five in 1944. Yeah, which is great. Smoke discharge. Yeah, Jeff, you've been using your smoke much better lately. I
0: have. Uh, Rich, yeah. Rich is a great proponent you, and. Uh, of smoke, and so I do it as much as I yeah, can. Yeah, we have to play again. Well, like we haven't a, played in like we, it's a It's been a, a long time, yeah. Carrier Way C
1: has a Piat, which can be fired from the vehicle if it first takes counter form and so counts against partial point capacity by its inherent crew.
0: Uh, yeah, I've done that. I remember that when I see have that Have you really? Piot. Yeah, Carrier C Piat. Do you think you did it correctly, or did you just kind of make it up as you went along? It's easier put a Piat in there. No, no, I knew it was there. Okay. I just just, I just ripped it off the wall and fired it. So yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how those rules get too complicated. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, and uh, if you'll check under your seats, you'll find a Piat.
1: <laughs> and if you have it, you're the winner of yes. today's prize. That's right. Um, and I did note a final point under the carrier types. Um, carrier A, vehicle Note 64, says it can reposition the bow machine gun as a normal AA gun. A-A-M-G, you know, main armament. Many players will do this at the first opportunity since the gains all-around covered arc and use in close combat. Right? You getting this? So you take that bow machine gun so it's not stuck like sticking out of the metal in the front of the vehicle. Reposition it up on the rotating turret. Yeah. So you gain that all-around anti-aircraft fire. Oh, sorry. All-around covered arc in close combat and the anti-aircraft fire. That appears to outweigh the loss, rate of fire of 1, so I guess it's reduced if you do that, the rate of fire. Now, in reality, this does not happen very often, although more so when enemy aircraft were active in the vicinity. In the AA position, the fire would be significantly more exposed, a fact not reflected by the game's constant plus-two CETEM, and the seat next to the driver belonged to the gunner, and that is where he generally remained when traveling in the vehicle. Where it affects play, designers may consider a special scenario rule preventing this repositioning. Sounds like I mean Ian's just amazing. He's amazing. The effort, work, I mean he yeah. wrote those books about the battleground fields, yeah. battlefields, and to have this kind of depth of knowledge on these carrier types. Now he talks about abandoning these. I didn't make any notes.
0: Uh what section is that in?
1: Is that in the uh, reality in the game.
0: Okay. Part oh, part three, right,
1: yes. Part three. I didn't make any notes on that either. Uh, and then part four, self-destruction.
0: I think I ran out of beer at that point, and so I didn't make any more <laughs> notes. ASL players occasionally invoke self-destruction
1: when the carrier's inherent crew abandons the vehicle. In scenario where casualty victory points are a consideration. Now, oh, well, of course, this would not be rea- reality. Reality? Yeah. You wouldn't destroy your own vehicle so someone else couldn't get,
0: get it. No, probably not.
1: Reality in the game, part five, the battle bus. Darn, I didn't make any notes either, folks.
0: But. We can only guess what the battle bus is. <laughs> I read this quite a while ago. But mount up. I
1: thought this mounted movement part would be good. Oh, yeah. You see that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mount up. Yeah, there's a little sidebar section called mount up. Yeah, and it it gives you some quick rundowns
1: of some of the rules by bullet points, too, to remember. And movement, generally, these things move faster than infantry, of course. They ignore grain plowed fields. They're not so good in woods. Yeah, of course. Understandable. Uh, They can often outrun trouble or execute wide flanking moves to deny the enemy route opportunities. So this is some good
0: strategy to think about. Yeah, I would consider that a little sleazy. and You know, probably just not terribly realistic. What, going around the flanks? Uh, yeah, to to deny enemy route opportunities? No. Does that seem... It's historically sleazy? accurate. You think? Oh, yes. Okay.
1: Yes. When you get surrounded, it's the worst thing for your people in reality. And it can overrun a strength of four or five on the IIFT. Can move through enemy
0: units. I guess if you've got... Uh, if you don't get too close, you're fine. You know, oh. you send one of these little vehicles around. The back? To per- yeah. Yes, yes,
1: you wouldn't get too to close. To cut off route. You right. don't want to get too close. <clears throat> this one looks scary. Yeah. And it can also unload a half squad adjacent to enemy or even an enemy's hex so long as it's stopped and it has a quarter movement point remaining. No. That's kind of cool. I'm going to start practicing that because yeah. I was also reading the Critical Hit magazine. And this guy who was in the military wrote a great article about all the vehicles, so I'll be doing that in the future. And he's the same thing. He's talking about carriers, half-tracks, trucks, and so on. Moving into the hex, you you can be, like, buttoned up, right? Yeah. Unload
0: in the enemy's hex. So So maybe there's a melee going. Yeah. I, and you can just drive right up. I just want to practice it a bunch of times. Drive right in. Unload those guys. Can you enter a melee in the movement phase?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> you can... Sure. Well, you can move a tank into a hex with other tanks. Yeah. You, c- you can move into your own enemy hexes without calling an overrun.
0: Yeah. Uh, I assume so. Yeah, I think, I yeah, think I it's think on so. that flowchart. Yeah.
1: Overrun flowchart. Entering without declaring an overrun. It's like bypassing or something. Yeah. And then, boom, once you unload, you're not going to be going into the melee. Right. Then. And then the smoking by the numbers, we thought we'd cover that one to finish off this
0: great article by Ian. Yes. Uh, uh, allow me to read from there. Yep. I'll we'll just do that. The post-1943 carrier presents the player in search of some smoke capability with the same dilemma that many other AFV present. Should he use the vehicle smoke dispenser, which some AFE have indicated on the reverse of the counter, or use the vehicle smoke grenades inherent in all AFE? Let's discuss the factors involved.
1: Yes, because first of all, you would need to think about which type of smoke you prefer. The VSG, vehicle smoke grenades provide a half-inch infantry smoke, while of course the dischargers provide the big big size, right? right. Smoke. Both of which give you plus 2. Line of sight hindrance. Yes. If you need smoke to be around in the opponent's prep fire phase, of course, you want to use the big one. Right. Right. If you, the 58 inch, if you want it to disappear in time for your advance phase, fire phase, advance fire phase. Right. Then you want the vehicle. That's right. a great idea. I never even think that through. I never really use the vehicle smoke grenades.
0: I, I never do either, that. but yeah, that's another Rich one. Rich does I, it all the Rich time. Rich does it all me. the time and it's very effective. Yeah. And, and so the beauty there is right, if you want it to if you just want to cover your movement, probably use the vehicle smoke grenades. Then it clears out, then during your advanced fire phase you have clear fire clear
1: lines of fire right. through to your enemy units. Right. And these vehicles can do this and then the men I think can still get out. Yeah. And be on the ground.
2: Well they can yes. fire from
0: the vehicles too. Right. Uh, If you do not care what type you get, then ask yourself how vulnerable can your AFV afford to be? Although a buttoned-up AFV pays a plus-one die-roll modifier penalty for its smoke dispenser, and a buttoned-up, open-top AFV gets vehicle smoke grenades on a die-roll of one, a closed-top AFV must be crew-exposed to use its vehicle smoke grenades. So if you can't afford to be crew-exposed, your closed top AFE cannot afford to use vehicle smoke grenades. Of course, this is not an issue for carriers, which are, which always must be crew exposed.
1: Oh, right, right. But that's another so, thing about it. Yeah. So, if people are you're going to take a lot of fire, ift or um, rifle fire, right, you may you, you may not want to do that. Yeah. Then after you've considered that, what, okay, now it's already getting complicated. That's a lot to think about. It's,
0: it's, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, as I was sitting there drinking the beer and I was really getting into this article, I thought I could spend a week just really going through this <laughs> like, article and looking up all the vehicle notes that he mentioned. And,
1: and then and when we're the, playing the game, like, Jeff, are you going to move that tank? Yeah. <laughs> move move <Yeah>. that carrier? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about placing smoke. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost one in the morning. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to remember what I read in that article. Uh, in the what, cafe what,
1: that day. Is it more important for me to stay buttoned up mm, or? Yeah. <laughs> now that's where Rich never stops and thinks long about that. No one does. Bob knows what to do. Well, I
0: think he, he's played enough. Yeah. So he knows. Play more ASL. Yeah. There
1: you go. Now after that, the decision rests. <laughs> On your SD number, a critical a crew exposed one gets the VSG on a die roll of 1 or 2, 33%, and a carrier must make a die roll less than equal to 5 to get smoke from its SD, which will only be successful 28%. 20, oh, it's yeah. on two dice, of course, right? Yes. Big D. 28%. Yeah. Well, that's about the same to me. 28, it's, it's 33. Close. Yep. And uh, for carriers, then the issue is fairly simple. If all you want is what ki- any kind of smoke in the movement phase, go for the... okay the conclusion now we don't have to think anymore look yeah it's laid out for us for a carrier if you want any kind of smoke in the movement phase do the vsg right vehicle only use the smoke discharge if you need the smoke to last longer right for afv with the smoke discharge of six or greater only use the vehicle ones when you need the smoke to go away sooner
0: And remember to keep all smoke at least 15 feet from the front door of your restaurant or any place of business. Pu- any public space. Any public Most space. places.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think I...
1: It's not too much to ask. We're, we're off to the fine art of bushwhacking. Oh, yeah, Wait, that's were, the Wait, were end you of- supposed to do carriers? Yeah.
0: I stole it from you. You know, you didn't. Well, you never told me to do it. Oh, okay. I'm doing the Indian... Uh, the Indian pattern. Okay, carrier. so I just did the first two. Oh, because yeah. I already read them before oh, okay. we talked. I thought you were just taking the best articles for yourself. <laughs> no, I had already read up to Though these pages. Though this fine art of bushwhacking, I, I started to read this it's and then similar. I thought, wow. We've, we've covered articles like this before. We have, and I just thought, wow. Look at all the charts and the numbers and the the die roll. and, the, Yeah. <clears throat> I
1: made a note that it's well written.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here. Yeah. Okay, David. David do, your book, do your book report on D- Anna D- Well, it was well written, <laughs> and uh, that's you about know, it.
1: D- David Alley says, sure, you can burn and blast your way to victory. Sometimes it's the best way and the smart way. Sometimes you won't have much choice. I mean, I like his informal talking style yeah,
0: there. Yeah, I do too. The writing is good.
1: And then he gets into some of the, the tactics and strategy here, or the rules for ambush. They were not part of the original squad leader system. History, I mean. They were first introduced with ASL. The basic rules are contained. In A eleven point four and as a subsection of the rules of close combat. And together they comprise less than a column of
0: text in the second edition, including a chart and an example. Yeah.
1: Well that's small So it's
0: not that it's not that hard really. He goes into a lot of detail about the with the probabilities. Which is something that is re- I think is important to think of as you're going to advance and enter close combat and think about whether you're gonna get ambush or not. You need to think about all that stuff, but it's beyond me. God, it'd be great if we had a couple of guys doing this show that really knew what they were talking about. Wouldn't that be cool?
2: hmm
0: Maybe we could sell this show to somebody that is more deserving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And ambush, he points out, is only possible when the attacker has advanced into the close combat. It's never part of the resolution of melee, and the attacker or the defender or both are concealed, regardless of the terrain. Ah, that's when you get it. In addition, one or mo- both of these conditions must apply, sir. The attacker or the defender, or both, are concealed, regardless of the terrain in the defender's location. Or the defender's location is
0: woods, building, jungle. Kunai. Kunai. Bamboo.
1: Yes, rubble also in red barricades and a British too far. Oh, and yes. And right. other new games yeah. too that use those rules. Yeah. So, yeah, and then he has a charts illustrating
0: these odds. Not gonna I don't think, you know, well. Uh, well, well, you know they're handy charts. I I always wish I'd had I have these charts when I'm playing, so I could quickly refer to them. I should but probably keep them handy. in your
1: mind. Well,
0: see, I did note this.
1: I know. Yeah. Attackers' odds ten and thirty six or twenty seven point eight percent. Oh, this is the probabilities for ambush for an attacker or defender with a net neg one die roll for the attacker. Net neg one. And then he, next illustration, net neg two, attacker's odds jump to
0: yeah. 41%, right? He starts off, actually, the first one was with a net zero. So there's... Oh, yeah. So it goes, I, I only yeah, marked the zero, next one right, going nec- down. Right, net one, right. Cause, net two. Because that's boring. <laughs> I went to the negatives. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> negative one, negative two. And he points out that... Uh, um, Looking at illustration, too, that has the neg one. This does two things. It increases your chances of getting the ambush from the 16% to the 27%. It also decreases the defender's chance downward to 8%. Yeah. Makes it seem like you got a lot of good chances to go on that. And then, going on, Stealthy, get a neg one. Right. Jeff, quiz Who is Stealthy? Japanese. Yes, Elite and First Line.
0: More? Um, the Finns. Correct. German SS. Nope.
1: No. There's mm-hmm. a
0: blade named after these guys. The Stilettos. <laughs> oh, no, those are high heels that oh. girls wear. Oh, yeah, which I like. <laughs> but that's another show. Gurkhas. Oh, the Gurkhas, yes, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: stealthy. And partisans are stealthy. And certain people from down under. Some of the Aussies are? They put a sh- they put the shrimp on the bobby. And the New Zealanders, of course, Anzacs.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: And commandos.
0: Commandos, yes.
1: And as two heroes.
0: Hmm.
1: Only one of the advancing or defending units has to be stealthy to get the neg one. So stick the guy, stealthy guy with the non stealthy ah, average guy. Ah,
0: that's when I could remember.
1: That gotta remember that. Yeah. It just takes the one guy to get the advantage, yeah. everybody in the hex gets the advantage.
0: Right. So the hero Right, because you might think why throw that deck just he's just worth one.
1: Heroes get the Neg 1, they're but stealthy. The one. I never do yeah. that! Yeah. I never do that!
0: Yeah, gotta start doing that. Gosh, write this down.
1: Heroes are stealthy. You'll start beating me pretty <laughs> soon. <laughs> no, because I'll forget this by tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Now, finally, there's concealment, of course. We all know this. Neg 2 for concealed units. Right. So, I learned this at a tournament, I've said this before. I lost a game, last turn, jumping into melee. The dude kept a 8 Neg 1 leader, concealed on the bottom. And I said... Wait, you fired, and you didn't fire the neg one at me, adjacent. He goes, "No, no, I got another plan." And then I got into, the, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm starting to see it." As, oh. as I go into melee, yeah, and he gets the neg two on the ambush and kills me. So that I learned already. Wow. And I, but then, do I use it? Have you ever seen me do that to you? Leave a concealed unit on the bottom.
0: No, no. I've see? never seen I, that. Come on,
1: Dave. Come on, pick up your game, Dave. Positive modifiers tell you that you don't what that, what you don't want to have, of course. In non-night scenarios, lax status. Who's lax, Jeff?
0: The lackeys. Mm-hmm. People
1: who take X lax or have right. their friends put it in their brownies yeah. by secret.
0: I can't remember who's lax. Green. Uh, prob- oh yeah. Yes.
1: Green conscripts. And first-line Italians. Boy, those poor guys. First-line Italians. First-a-line. Really. Lax.
0: Human Wave I Also. They're, they're lax? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're all loosey-goosey. I could say that about everything, though. Uh, CX
1: gives you the plus one. Okay, yeah. On the ambush roll. Yep. And they're at a severe disadvantage at CC. They are doubly penalized. What is that? The uh, Well, any of these guys who are CX, doubly penalized. Right. Yeah. And you should think twice before giving up the chance to advance into a location containing a CX unit. So, I that I do. If, if you're CX, I'm more likely to jump in your hex. Because I think it says on the counter, like Neg1CC. So it's I think it's yeah. like staring at you. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe I do want to jump in there. Yeah. I don't, he, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, it. being CX is my least favorite thing. Yeah, I really don't like yeah. it much. <laughs> just like you may as well just write those guys off.
1: <laughs> well, not, 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 not... I mean,
0: really. not exactly, but I just I hate yeah. that during that time. When I can take the CX off, I'm very happy. And then he
1: points out over here on page 11, the PTO terrain introduces three other terrain types w- in which ambush can occur. Oh, which we talked about, yeah, kunai, bamboo, the, and... Yeah. Oh, it's a mixed blessing for the attacker because you get a plus one to your ambush roll because you make so much noise going through those. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that, folks. Yep. For Japanese elite and first, it's not a major handicap because you get the neg one for stealthy, but it doesn't make the job any easier. And a little lower. The ambushing player has several options for ambush withdrawal, assuming he's not pinned. You can decline to make the attack and withdraw adjacent. Keep concealment. Don't forget that. You may declare an attack against any or all of the units you've ambushed. And if you're successful in eliminating all those, you can also withdraw. Now, I think I've forgotten that over the years. So you're concealed. Yeah. You ambush. Right. You kill everyone. Yeah. You can withdraw. Free of attack. Again, keeping concealment. Wow. I know you keep concealment because I remember getting all excited when I first went out. Yeah. Because I have no life. And... <laughs> Or you can withdraw from close combat after both he and the ambush player have resolved their attacks. What? The ambushing player is, is not pinned, may withdraw from CC after both guys have attacked. I don't think I know that. Yeah. Uh, ambush? Yeah. Both attack, withdraw? I'm going to to double check that. And he no- points out Oh, you get the you get the ambush thingy, or you get the withdrawal thingy on a two or twelve, right? In the when you roll snakes on the ambush, right. you get to do the withdrawal, or he gets twelves, right? And it can allow you to advance into the rear of the enemy, of course. Great, great thing, great way to go, and or behind like broken dudes, kill them, nice. Now, if the enemy is closing in and you have doubts as to whether your fire attack will work, then don't unconceal. I'm better at that these days. If I have low squads and he's coming through woods at me. You know, you're not going to f- six. Oh, he advances in up one. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, well, or it would be doubled, but yeah, there, I know there's times I'm keeping my concealment more often now. Especially, well, of course, obviously on defense. So I'm getting better at that. Then he gets into the hand-to-hand. What do you know about
0: hand-to-hand, Jeff? It's it's uh, a joyful thing. It's very joyful. Joyful playing. I do know that you don't have to attack everyone you ambush with hand to hand, close combat. Which I always forget. You know, I do know one thing about hand to hand and that is what goes around comes around. <laughs> so if you're gonna do hand to hand, why while right. it may give you a, a, a nice a, red number. A good chance of killing some of his dudes, he's got an equal chance of coming back at you. It because can be considered hand to hand
1: also. It can be the kind of the mutual, mutual, mutual destruction, death, the yeah. whole,
0: let's just eliminate this whole stack. Right. Of guys. Mm-hmm. So if you're not worried about losing those units or those points, then sure, go ahead. But if you're the attacker with ambush? You don't have
1: to. Better odds, though, right, of taking them out? Well, yes, right. Because you yeah. get the negs. Yeah. The hand-to-hand number's too higher than in all the columns. So it's like a neg 2. And then if you're Japanese, of course, you get the neg 1, right? Yeah. And that I always love. So when I'm the Japanese attacker, if I get the ambush, and I know I have that at Nag 1 already for Japanese, boom, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Again, if you're fighting those more heavier firepower Americans, you're going to take out more firepower, even if he kills you also. Like if you don't get ambushed too. Um, Now, he says there's no good reason not to do hand-to-hand if you get the ambush and you have the option. However, hand-to-hand, close combat cannot be declared versus vehicles, pillbox, passenger, rider, crew, even if you ambush.
2: Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: And
0: moving into his next page... This is an extensive article.
1: Hidden, I told you, this will be a lot of a yeah. lot of rules reminders, a lot of little strategy pointers. Yeah. Uh, HIP. HIP. Remember, if you reveal, you can stay concealed. If you have enemy in line of sight, it, you may have to assault, move, and cover in order to get adjacent to these people, or broken units even the broken units alone will not cause concealment loss. So he's talking about using this, you know, concealment to appear out of nowhere with the hip units moving on these enemies, keeping concealment if they're broken. Mm -hmm. So then if they're if they're, if you're still concealed, are you a known enemy unit? No. So the enemy does not become DM and route away. And then you, of course, boom, right advance in. Oh, I sealed. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Yeah. That's a hard situation to come up with. Yeah. But when you have a lot of hidden Japanese and so forth, look for it. Guys, Break yeah. route, sit by you. You can appear, m- assault move, stay concealed next to them. Boom, advance. Look for those. Got to look for those opportunities. Yeah. Great tactical advice. He says, vehicles, should they be foolish enough to get too close, may be vulnerable to ambush. Vehicles of any sort... Are penalized by their plus two on ambush die roll, and I gotta admit I've been forgetting that lately too. In fact, I don't think I—I I think I'm just getting in the habit of infantry go in, they attack, and then a vehicle attacks because it's sequential. Yes, always roll for ambush. The neg applies if you get it.
0: Okay, always. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to influence whether or not it's sequential because it's sequential anyway. Yes, but you do get the negatives.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he points out, of course, ambushers versus vehicles also get that in egg one. I just said that. And the vehicle have the plus one on the attack back, in addition. So this very straightforward picture is complicated somewhat by street fighting. Do you remember how what street fighting is like? Or how to describe it for people?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> street fighting? It's been a while.
1: Yeah, one of my favorites. I always have to look up if the vehicle has to be stopped or moving, but when you have building's on both sides of the road yeah and the tank is in the middle yeah then you get this cool street fighting it's when the vehicles adjacent to the building on both sides of the road and the street fighting infantry is attacking from one of those buildings (coughs) the vehicle in bypass or it also oh it also applies in this one i forget when the vehicle's in bypass or of a woods or building then you also get the street fighting advantage so what it is is um It's a close combat reaction fire attack against the vehicle, so it's on the flow chart about vehicle's Mm -hmm. overrun charts. Okay. And since this happens during the opponent's movement phase, it does not involve advancing. So the guy's moves, stops, boom, I do street fighting. It's like rolling hand grenades out there to blow the tank up or whatever. And, of course, so there's no ambush. Now, a close combat reaction fire does get the ambush benefits automatically of the NAG-1 on the close combat attack. And the ambush withdrawal, then, and maintaining concealment don't apply. But you're, because you're not taken out of the building, you stay in the building. Okay. So the tank pulls up next to you, stops. Street fighting, you get an f- attack with the neg, and you stay in the building. Um, now, if you're able to advance in a street fighting situation, and due to concealment or terrain, an ambush is possible. So you st- So even though that's the like moving ambush, like reaction fire. This one is the actual normal uh, close combat attack when you can advance in concealed, and then if you ambush, you get the usual ambush benefits, but you can't claim the both the street fighting and the ambush, so it's like regular. but if you don't get the ambush, guess what you get? Ice cream the street fighting neg one. Ah so you're guaranteed the neg one no matter what. okay, you don't get the neg two one for ambush, one for street fighting you know yeah. And there's a Patsy re- required to advance into close combat it is not a concealment loss activity. So to go into that combat against the tank, it's, you can check it and not lose that mm. um, concealment. Okay. So look at case C of the concealment table. Um, however, case A's, A of that table tells us that a concealed unit in an obstacle where a vehicle ends its movement phase and bypass does lose concealment. So, bypass movement is only possible around woods and buildings, so bypassing vehicles automatically considered an ambush terrain, even though it's not actually in the obstacle. So, again, you get the ambush stuff there. He says personally, I'd rather have the guaranteed street fighting ambush dial modifier without concealment than the possible ambush with the concealment. This guaranteed dial modifier is one of the answers to the famous vehicle bypass move freeze tactic. So, Remember, you get to do that. All righty. on page 14, wrapping up his article, David Ali. At night, night rules, um, there's a number of situations where people are lax. Pre-43 Germans, non-elite Italian and Axis minors and motorized vehicles. And non-good order units also waxed. And if your opponent wrapping up, no, it's still continued on page forty six. Why would they do that?
0: They Why only, would they continue it on page forty six of all things?
1: Two times. They already continued yeah. it once.
0: Yeah. Oh. I you know, I've never laid out a whole magazine, but yeah. I imagine it's challenging. <laughs> and you don't want to cut out too much of of their text. No. You know, it's not the kind of no. thing you can really yeah. edit down.
1: No. So if your opponent creates a berserker Consider advancing, of course, into close combat. You have that ambush against him. He's lax. Plus any other units that might be stacked with him.
0: It's
1: mm. a good way to get rid of him before he comes charging at you. Mm, yeah, good right. point. And let me look at 46. Oh, very, very teeny.
0: Yeah, just the closing One paragraph. Little... <laughs> yeah. All right. What's up next here, Jeff? Quite an article. Well, what we have next is
1: by Wolkey Robert Wolkey. Yeah, You've met him. Hall of Fame. Did you do that or not? I did. You're I mean, right. There's not as much to do with that article, is there? Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, I'll just tell you what it's about. It's kind of interesting bit of history because the the year that they did this, you know, email was still sort of new, and they were doing these email lists to get things around. So they pulled a bunch of the. Pay- a bunch of the ASLers that were on the email list asking them for their favorite scenarios. Okay. And he goes through the process of how they determined what would be considered a favorite scenario. So not just scenarios that got the most positive votes, but if a scenario then also got a lot of negative votes, that would bump it down. So you, you kind of had to have like four positive votes to counteract one negative vote. So it was, um. it so it balanced it out. So I'll, Say 75% of the people said that a scenario was great and other people and should be one of the top 10. And then 25% said no, it shouldn't be, then it wasn't. So they went through quite a bit of mathematics to come up with these top 10. And then they came, I think it's 10. Are they numbered? Then they came out with the top 10. Could you just read through the Uh, list?
1: Best scenario, four of those. Yeah. Acts of defiance, yeah. Cold crocodiles, yep. Hill six two one. Cold crocodiles is good with the flame goofy, throwing Churchill's, yeah. Yes, we both I remember that, that one. one, yeah. Acts of defiance, I think that was a partisan one. I think I'm so, yeah. To those, yeah. Hill six two one. Was that the big Russian attack on I, that hill?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I think I did it once. And then white tigers, white tigers. That may
0: have been. Is that the Finns? That wouldn't be the fence. No, 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 no. No, I don't no, know. No. Yeah, I can't remember. Puma Prowls? Puma Prowls is best. I'm, oh, this I'm is surprised. best beginner or teaching. Okay. That's why. Okay.
1: Best beginner or teaching. And that that's one just the Small has, tanks. Yeah, German, there's like
0: four, four tanks on one yeah. side and five on the other.
1: Yeah, guards counterattack. Classic. A classic. Good teaching because the setup's done for you. Yes. Set them up and go. There's yeah. No thinking
0: forever. And it's all infantry, I think. Yes, was yep. machine guns. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Gavin take a great played scenario. it a lot. Yep, and defiance on Hill Thirty. I think oh, Gavin take may have been Yanks or par- paratrooper defiance. I think was also paratrooper. Yeah. So always, yeah, a lot of classics right there. And then the next spotlights on the forgotten
0: vehicles. Yeah, the Indian. Ind- a whole article on the Indian Pattern Carrier, which is contain a lot of information I didn't know. This is by Charles Marcus and Sean Carter. And they talk about this particular group of vehicles that called the Indian Pattern Carrier because they were built in India. They were mostly built in order to provide a you know, an armored vehicle for getting troops and around back and forth and ammunition safely to and from certain points in battles. And They were uh, armored vehicles. They were built on Ford chassis, I think, Ford and GM chassis that were made in Canada and then shipped to India, and they were then constructed in India. Hmm. They made about 9,000, about 9,500 of these, and actually, well, that's how many kits they sent. Actually, about 4,600 got produced, and whatever the other ones were, were lost at sea or just weren't produced in time before the end of the war. They were useful in early on in the war and they were very useful in North Africa. They used them a lot in North Africa because they're they're great. These are wheeled vehicles. These are not like the other carriers we were talking about. These are not tracked vehicles. So, they act like more like trucks really as far as their movement goes. They were originally you know built primarily as carriers, but they did have some guns on them they either had oh, the mount, uh, mounted on them i like this the boys atr
1: yeah anti <laughs> yeah. Like not that. for the men not but for the,
0: for men. the boys the Boys atr and the other thing I, I liked here was they had a oh they were produced these were produced by guy motors <laughs> a guy for guy. the boys yeah the guy boy- motors with the boys atr it just sounds fun
1: Sounds a little chauvinistic. I can't play it, it, this game anymore. Know,
0: <laughs> so they're kind of like light reconnaissance cars, and they were in '42. I, I thought this was fun. In '42, they did a revision of it with a centrally mounted steering column, which oh, is uh, which is cool. How much ma- have, have you ever driven a vehicle with a centrally mounted steering column? Kind of like the Batmobile. So I think there are three different counters. That represent these uh, Indian pattern carriers, which just have very small modifications to each one. But he points out really what the differences are between these and regular carriers or the the uh, tracked carriers. Unlike regular carriers, they are not fully tracked. They are not mm. considered always crew exposed, mm, right? And they cannot carry riders. Oh, but like the carriers, their inherent crews are really half squads who can unload. How many half-squads? One half-squad. Two? Not the two half-squads? No, no. Just one half-squad. They can unload as if passengers or abandon the vehicle and remove its main armament, and then they can recombine without a leader. Cool. Which is kind of, I would call that handy. Yeah. The IP carrier uh, could reach 50 miles an hour on roads, which is pretty good. Compared to thirty miles an hour for a tract carrier, these things would zoom right along. The maximum range of the Indian Pattern Carrier was respectable—two hundred miles, wasn't it? Two hundred twenty-five, in fact, Dave. I was close. Get your facts correct. (laughs) The track carriers had a range of one hundred sixty miles. Can you imagine going one hundred sixty miles at (laughs) thirty miles an hour? It's like, wow. Are we there yet? Shut up. Shut up, or I'm going to put you in the outward-facing bench seat (laughs) with the gunfire coming at you. The somewhere, you guys behave! Don't make me pull this track, this carrier <laughs> over, and come back there. I'm gonna. The cross-country mobility was less impressive, however, for the non-synchronous crash gearbox made smooth <laughs> gear changes almost impossible. I like this—the crash gearbox. Non-synchro mesh? Did yeah, you say? Yeah, non-synchro mesh. So that just means that you had to shift carefully, otherwise the gears would go. <laughs>
1: earn, 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 earn.
0: You, Do you know. know- I think if, if I am doing one of those
1: 200-mile yeah. trips, that would be a one of the few times I would allow 99 bottles of beer on the wall to yeah. be
0: sung. <laughs> you would. Yeah. And you would want 99 bottles of beer with you, probably, <laughs> instead of the Piat. Reach <laughs> under the seat. We took out the Piat. Is that oh, not enough portage point capacity? <laughs> and he says, and uh, and then he says, not only that, but the floorboards were made of wooden planks, which can't have given much protection against mines. Well... Yeah, that's for sure. Wooden plankton? Wooden planks. Oh, planks. Yeah, not plankton. You're thinking of the uh, submarine version (laughs) of the carrier, the mini sub. In action, the role of the IP carrier was probably a little more than a mobile slit trench, as one Australian (laughs) referred to the similar rover armored car built in Australia. This, however, fails to appreciate that the IP carrier was what the IP carrier was designated designated for it was a battle taxi for a half section with enough armor protection to keep out most small arm fire that kind of says it right there so you're going to use it for quick transport for, yeah again, again unload for those tactical things. out of range of
1: yeah. uh certainly out of a cl- normal range of infantry if yeah. you're taking fire and again you could probably get a plus one unloading right um, right <clears throat> don't go near anti-tank guns Right. Or tanks. And, you know, if these
2: are
0: used early on in the war, then they can be effective because if the the boys' uh, anti-tank rifle has a, you know, it's like a fifty caliber, it has a decent penetration for very, very lightly armored tanks. And early in the war, that's how pretty much everything was. So they can be used for that purpose. Yeah. But just keep an eye on it. Yeah, I don't know that term, but that funny, boys, makes me think of... That was the creator. The guy's name was Boy.
1: Yeah, or Chicago. Boy. His name was Boys.
0: The Chicago uh,
1: gang wars going on. Yeah. Now.
0: Hey, me and my boys. The boys in the hood upgrade yeah. to
1: some a- ATRs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, are we off to the? How about we got a couple of articles left? Yeah,
1: uh, well, we're gonna finish. What? How much time are we at?
0: Oh, it's time for a time for a
1: toast. With the what did you bring me, Jeff? To celebrate the passing of my father, which I'll talk yeah.
0: about next show. Yeah. Cheers. Here's to your, your father. Memory. Buffalo dad. Trace. Buffalo Trace Bourbon from Buffalo, New York? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's from Kentucky.
1: Oh, I was hoping from Colorado or out west. Or how
0: is it originally called? Kentucky. But anyway,
1: thank you, Jeff. You know my love for yep. bison. <sighs> ah, there's the dad. Great man. Yeah. Must have been. Was. What do I tell yes. you the next show? Now we have to have a next show because I want to talk about. My okay.
0: So, were you done? Tigers on the Sturm. Oh, I was Oh, no, do you've got some.
1: The quick scenario rundown okay. Sound Retreat. It has carriers. Ian Daglish made it. The Lawless Roads. It has carriers. David Longworth made
0: it. You know, if you had told me that there would be an, an entire <laughs> journal that focuses on carriers and featured a lot of scenarios that featured carriers, What's on I the would cover? have thought that would be really dull. Well, there's a carrier on the cover there that doesn't go. necessarily mean the whole thing is no, going to but, be about carriers. boy, it's an they make it sound once really looking, fascinating to play these scenarios, yeah. so I want to play them. Unlucky 13th,
1: it has carriers. Carriers. Ian Daglish, Yep. Army at the edge of the world. We're talking
0: over there in actually in Indochina. Oh, okay. <laughs> so probably they're using the Indian Indian pattern carriers? In no these? carriers. Oh, no carriers.
1: Sadly, huh? yeah.
0: Get failure. that out of
1: there. Just an illusion. Laurent in? Clossier. French Indochina again. Carriers. Well, no. Type. Those are just the Japanese. Jiha. Uh, Renault. UEs. Those look like carriers to me. So that counts. <laughs> Tom Force. Oh, that one. Carriers. Is, yeah. Ten of them. Ten of them. There's the one you can use for a movement. Carrier. Carrier. Carriers. Ian. There they are again. Carriers tired and un- tired and unsupported. Luzon, France. Luzon, Montreal sur Luzon, Mont- France. No carriers. Priests on the line. No carriers for the priests to shoot. My lonely Valentine. No carriers for the Valentines to shoot. <laughs> Ultimate treachery. <laughs> Flame throwing. No. FT-17. Oh, those are the World War One Little teeny tanks. They could be light like carriers. And Moses Blazes, Ian Daglish, oh, yeah. carriers. Carriers. And now abandoned at the edge of the world by Laurent Clossier. Mm-hmm. He is really going to be mad when he hears this show with our French pronunciations, because he's really French, I think. I think he is. And Pearl of the Empire. Some quick history. The Indochinese Union, created by decree, blah, blah, blah consisted of a colony... <laughs> Cho China. I don't know anything Co- about this. Cochin China. Yeah. Chin Chin. Have you ever been to Cochin China? No. I've been to code Double Chin China. Have you? Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Um and for Protector. It's Tonkin. Did you ever hear of the Gulf of Tonkin?
0: Uh
1: it's a toy manufacturer,
0: I think, isn't it? They make no, make trucks that's- and stuff. Tonka. Oh. Wait. Tonkin. No, Tonka. Wow, we've come full circle. What is Tonka? Tonka means buffalo. Yes, didn't you Does see really? Dances with Wolves? I never have Tonka. I don't want to see Dances with Wolves. Well, you don't like dancing, or I wolves? don't. You know, I don't like. Uh, I don't know that. Actor? I don't like Kevin Costner in that movie. Yeah,
1: he's okay. He's good. actually he's good in it. He has he, a cool mustache in it, but.
0: Yeah, and his hair was too modern, and I, I oh. don't know. I didn't. I've never wanted to see that movie. Okay. I know people that it's their favorite movie, and uh, I just think there's something wrong with them. Yeah, Tonk, amazing Tonk. Okay. Yeah,
1: Tonk, Tonk Gulf of Tonkin, World of uh, Vietnam, Vietnam. Oh, okay. Uh, those little gunboat shot at our ship. It was unclear what happened, but good enough yeah. of a reason to say we needed to escalate against North Vietnam. Yeah, and Annam, Cambodia, and Laos. This is Indochina. I've always wondered where it was, what it was. Now, although pacification of the territory had come to an official end in 1913, unrest remained throughout the Union, the form of sporadic bomb attacks, strikes, mutinies among the native troops. These movements were actively abetted by neighbors like China, Siam, and especially Japan, and which wanted to fight it out with the Europeans, which kept brandishing the nationalist banner to mobilize the populations under colonial rule. So this is an interesting background. So you're getting the whole, even in World War One the local Asian powers starting to want to drive out the French in Indochina. Mm-hmm. And then I skipped, well, I didn't highlight much, because it's a it's a good, you know, it's a historical article. I know those don't thrill you.
0: Not not so
1: much, usually. Not a lot of um, politics. And- so that's the only part I highlighted, I think. Conflict with Thailand. There's some maps. Page 18. Pardon me. While I flip back. Oh, hear how heavy that paper is. (laughs) This is a good quality magazine. Yeah. 18. Aftermath. Right to the end of the article for you. Poorly equipped, isolated, and then abandoned by France. The Indo-Chinese Union struggled to preserve its territorial integrity, facing a powerful Japan hungry for conquest, indigenous unrest, and a neighbor with territorial grievances. Would that be China? Maybe... In a region abandoned by Great Britain and ignored by the United States, it could only react to events, not initiate them. The Japanese army then began an occupation that was to last four years, allowing Japan to fulfill its dream of expanding into Malaysia and Burma. See scenario? J-76, ultimate treasury. That's it. Now what's next? Ramping it up here. None of us did... Scenario analysis J twenty four smashing the third, uh, Matt Shawstack no, our good friend no. So we skip that. We skip that. And I read it. It's nice. It's good. It has a cool map picture in it. There we go.
0: And similar to your review of Anna Karenina. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> I never. It's it. good. Oh. It's nice. Remember, I read that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it was good, right? Oh, it was great. Yeah, nice. It was great. No, was nice. it was great. That was great.
1: Better than nice.
0: Okay. Better than Matt Chastek's article.
1: Well, yeah, but you know, bad. come on, it's Dostoevsky. Tolstoy. Tolstoy. That's mm. what I said. It's yeah. Tolstoy. Yeah. <laughs> so, view from the mound. Guess who wrote that back in the day? Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Guess who just got fired from ESPN for saying something about gender
0: equality? Not oh, being yeah. cool. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Now, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Do you know what he said? Is this did tra- you read what he said? Oh, sorry. No. What did he, what did he actually no, say? No, I don't know what he said. I didn't read it either. Okay. Because-
1: well, I was listening to the right-wing radio. So yeah. my only information is
0: from that. Yeah.
1: So it's, I'm sure it's as biased as the progressive radio I also listen to sometimes. But... And, uh, did he just tweet? Did he tweet? What did he say... Yeah. I, I don't know. Can, getting fired? Can you get reprimanded? I don't know. It seems like we're just, like, way, yeah. like, whoa, wait yeah. a minute. The Hockey Chicago Blackhawk got suspended a game for using a homophobic slur. I'm sure
0: there's slurs. I don't use them. I don't approve of them. Yeah. No, I don't either. But fire a guy Spended. for. Well, and part part of me, if I can I mean, say this. Can we talk about these things? Yeah, we could. I mean, yeah, I think I would think we could talk about it. Instead of just firing me right away, but right his, his but he was it really bad Kurt Schilling got fired because of gender equality he basically
1: said you know people with certain organs shouldn't be in the bathrooms yeah again as we started top of the show yeah oh we didn't say that on the air but no. it gets tricky when someone's totally transgendered right so it then, does. now what you know I don't want you know uh, yeah it gets tricky it, we're, well, we're looking it, at both it, sides
0: what gets What's tricky for me is the percentage of people who are that. We have to make special concessions for this very, very small sliver of the population, and I—that's what—that's where I start to get a little iffy on how things are handled. Yeah, you know, yeah. do we have to change all of our rules for this very, very small well, and if slice if, of the population, if. and I—I I don't think they should be discriminated against no of course but also i'm mean, do we have to spend a lot of extra money to accommodate this very small i mean if i started i just don't even know where to go with this it's it's tricky stuff
2: we're, it's old, tricky we're stuff. old
0: men yeah. in a modern world Jeff. if i decide if i <laughs> <laughs> decide to, to start a church that uh that says i can go in any bathroom i mean can i can i do that yeah, the church yeah, of go any bathroom. And I, I think
1: when one, you gotta go, you gotta go. And one guy pointed out it's probably been happening already a lot, and you have never noticed. And I'm kind of like, well, if I don't notice, then I'm okay. I mean, I don't know. We better edit all that out too. The views expressed with the two half squads yeah, are purely those purely of the owner those. of the
0: authors, and not those of the two half squads. That's right. I don't care who's in the bathroom. Actually, as long as they're just not in the stall with me. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like it. Keep your hands off my goods. I kind of like it when they are in the stall
1: with (laughs) me. Uh, You're a weirdo. (laughs) View from the mound. Poor Kurt Chile. Yeah, we digressed. (laughs) Uh, Operation Watchtower. Guadalcanal historical study came out at the end of 2001. Mm -hmm. We were not happy with the color separation between level 0 and level 1 on the historical map sheet. Yeah, I agree. That was tough. So we recalled the original map sheet and had a new badge printed up. The printer said the original map sheet was within spec, so they had to foot the bill for that, despite the fact that we had not had a chance to approve the final product. Needless to say, different arrangements have been made now, and all current copies have the revised map sheet. Thought I'd point that out to you. Okay. Also, he says the SL Rulebrook 2nd edition of our and our reprint of Beyond Valor that includes Red Barricades were big hits, and they need to reprint both already. And they have the highest price tag and the smallest profit margin. Which is probably a good idea to keep people coming into the game, right? And he points out...
0: We don't care about them making money. We want more stuff. Yeah. Coming
1: down the chute should be Tom Warren's Magnum Opus, The Valor of the Guards, which is almost done. Map sheet of Central Stalingrad that Don Petros painted has been wowing people. Next in line is Ortona, Little Stalingrad from Jim McLeod. What was that?
0: What was that? (laughs)
1: And... In which, Artona, the Germans defend to the death the city against the Canadian army. Finally, playtesting is going for Red October, in which Kibbler extends the Red Barricades map north to include the Red October factory. Are you psyched for fighting in a 30 hex factory?
0: Uh huh. Mm hmm. Psyched big time. But if the
1: Germans fight to the death in Artona, who would want to play the Germans? Yeah, not me. Yeah. So, what happened to that idea? I don't know. He's saying the next things would be, we did get Valor of the Guards. Yeah, we did. Ortona, and maybe they thought that's enough of that kind of thing. And then in the meantime, they're releasing Korea, right? Yes. First.
0: Are you excited about that?
1: I am. I'd like to start. I think we all need to learn more about the Korean War. I think it's going to happen when people start playing the scenarios and yeah, looking well, at the history. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Reading more history. I, I don't know anything about it, other
0: than what I learned from MASH, which is, yeah. you know, <laughs> which I honestly, to, that's... I used that's to think been... that was about Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah, when yeah. I was a little kid.
1: Tips for learning ASL, Jeff. Do you have any tips for me? Now, that's a good article.
0: No. Oh.
1: No? Oh, you plan to just read them.
0: Oh, I do? Okay. Yeah. At least the short ones. We're at 120 on this, by the way. Oh, okay, hurry up. Wrap it up. Tips for Learning ASL by John Slotwinski. Don't. First, he says, Learning to play Advanced Squad Leader may seem to be a monumental task. True, it's a complex system that requires time, dedication, study, and even a chunk of your hard-earned money. At least it's cheaper than golf. But the satisfaction gained from playing the game is worth all of the effort. And trust me, you will have fun right from the start. Here are some tips to help make the experience more productive and easier. Number one, don't worry about the size of the rule book. I've always heard this. 80% of it are exceptions to basic things like moving and shooting. Yeah, but you can't play without knowing that all. Yeah, a lot of times.
1: But, um, well, yeah, I mean, again, you're playing just infantry.
0: Good. Yeah. Two, play often and play fast. Notice these are these two are synergistic. The faster you play, the more time you'll have to play. Don't worry about making mistakes and try not to agonize over each and every move. I don't know anyone that plays fast enough for my taste. I learned this from playing the the musings of Mark Nixon. I believe it's one of the best tips out there for learning and playing the game. I I, Let's pick it up, folks. Three. Tip three, play lots of different people. You'll learn different styles of play and have friends along the way. Number four, play people who are much better than you. Boy, that's not hard for me. (laughs) You won't win at first, but you'll learn the game very quickly this way. It's a humbling way to learn, but it's worth it. Try and have fun. Yeah, try. Try being the, the key word there. <laughs> Number five, play people who are not as good as you. No one likes to lose all the time. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. Exactly what you were looking for. I'm still for. looking for somebody who's not as good as me. Next, play people at your own level. Nothing better than a close game. Yeah. And that That's true. Next, have fun. Try not to take it too seriously. It's only a game. I can't tell you how many times I've driven home, like pulling my hair out mm-hmm. and swearing I'll never play again. You've told us before yeah. on the air. Next, don't be afraid to make mistakes or dumb moves. Well, I'm not afraid because those are that's <laughs> Inevitable. the ones I make. Study the game, read pertinent articles, surf the web, check out resources available to you. That's great advice. And sure. This particular... Publication, The ASL, ASL Journal is a great way to get all of that stuff. So It's too bad they don't keep all these in print because we could be making multi-man publishing a lot of money because we really find a lot Promote. of value in these. They'll reissue it someday. Next, never, no, always, no, wait, never, mm-hmm. never ever and be always. afraid to ask questions. Yep. Ask your opponent why he did certain yep. things and make particular yep. moves during your game. Have fun and play fast. I think he's being a little redundant here. Go to tournaments. Not only will you have fun, but you'll also learn gobs and gobs about how to play. Next, read the rule book, but not all at once. Don't focus on sections that you won't use the first time. Again, have fun and play fast. Boy, he's really being redundant. No,
1: he's driving that home.
0: Okay. During a game, don't worry if you and your opponent get stuck. If you can't find an answer to a question within five minutes, write it down and look it up later. That's the Kleinschmidt philosophy. Have fun and play fast. He's driving it home. He really is driving it home. <laughs> Resource to help you learn the game better. Here are some great resources. Chapter K. Uh huh. It reads a little hokey, J- Jim St- yep, but it's a, great, it. it's a great way to learn. Stoller's Eight Steps to ASL, a program, program instruction, instruction approach, yep. approach for learning ASL mm-hmm. is really good. Check out uh, www.advancedsquadleader.com. And Tom Repetti has some great newbie examples to play on his homepage, so download them, print them out, and play along. You can find those at... I wonder if they're still there. www.mindspring.com slash Tildy TQR. All right. Is that going to be a show? Jeff? That'll be a show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Welcome. Uh, w- I'm welcoming you already to the next show. The we're we're going to welcome you to the next show when the next show rolls around, which will be right after this show. Yes. So until then, remember to... Roll low. And rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. bye